Hey man, what it do? Top of the top, episode 64, Stash House Podcast. Last week, we lost another young artist, man, Pop Smoke, only 20 years old. Gonna give my thoughts about everything in the music game, what I feel need to happen right now, man. We taking too many L's in the culture. Also, man, I finally finished Narcos Mexico Season 2. Give my thoughts on that. And you already know, Wilder vs. Fury Part 2, man. Gonna give my thoughts about that. So sit back, relax, enjoy, man. Episode 64, Stash House Podcast. Let's get it. Hey, what up, man? Episode 64, Stash House Podcast. Your boy Tyler checking in, man. Uh, first time listening, man. Appreciate you for tuning in. Tune in weekly, man. Shout out to you. And it's just an episode. You saw some topics you may want to hear about, man. I appreciate you also, man. Like, share, subscribe, retweet. Whatever you do to help support the podcast, man. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Hope everybody went out last week. Had a great work week, man. Great school week. Hope everybody stays safe, man. And cheers to another weekend. Not weekend, damn. <laughs> a week. <laughs> weekend, too. But y'all know during the week or whatnot. Um, off rip, man. Got to send my condolences and prayers out to the family of Pop Smoke, man. Young Pop Smoke last week was killed, man, um, at his crib in Cali. And um, 20 years old, man. 20 years old, that's crazy. And seeing that date when, you know, everybody send their, you know, uh, pay respects on social media, he always shows the date and everything. So he was born um, in 99, man, only 20 years old. Like, when you look at him, you don't think he's 20, but he's 20 years old, man. And, um, one of those artists again, man, that was just on the peak of, you know what I'm saying? I like this last album, man. I've been looking down on because the way music, you just see artists from not even Atlanta, just New York, North, South, East, West, Midwest, all that. And uh, he definitely one of the ones that was on the comeback the same way Bankroll, Dobie, Nip was about to take it to another level, SX, um, even not even with death, just something always with these young guys, man, or just guys in general who about to take the next level. Uh, when smurder them, they still locked up. I think they coming home soon. It just, man, I just what happened to the, the the turn? Like not even the turn, but just the the thought of you see a you see a dude, a young black man out there getting money. You know what I'm saying? Entertaining, having fans. Started from the bottom, and just when they about to reach that level, about to kick the door down. Somebody just want to hate. You always take that one person, bro. That's what I. That's the crazy thing. And not even with rappers and stuff, just in life, man. It's always that one person. No matter what you do, man. You can go out feed the homeless. You can uh do be. You can be killing your job. You could be moving away. You know what I'm saying? On the better um, on the better things, man. Whatever you do, man. As much as you have some haters, I mean, have some lovers. You go have that one hater, but. You can't focus on that one hater because you got, you know what I'm saying, you got everybody who love you, but, man, in that line of business, man, that's why a uh, shot to Gilly, man, Gilly from Philly. And uh, if you know Gilly, probably know him from his podcast, uh, Million Dollars Worth the Game with his cousin. Both of them just be giving it up real, like, on their Instagram. Like, they podcast jokey and jokey, and they crack jokes. And, you know what I'm saying, they say some real shit, you know what I'm saying, also. But it's mostly jokes. But their Instagram, they be talking like some real shit. So uh, I posted on my Instagram, Gilly. And if you really know Gilly, he had beef with Wayne back in the day before. Like Carter One Wayne, he had beef with. So that's how I really knew him, for real. But uh, I posted on my Instagram, man. He was like, all you up-and-coming rappers. And like I took it as everybody in general. He was like, when you go to these cities, handle your business. You know what I'm saying? Like you got the drugs, the women, 
everything. He like, don't go around and meeting new people just because you in their city. Like, everybody out here wasn't raised the same. Everybody don't got that thought, oh, you big time. We going to protect you. Like, no, some people got what you got. They want what you got. And when they see it, they're going to try to take it. So don't be trying to be buddy, buddy. And the thing that really happened when he said, um, when I meet, when I go out of town, I don't go with new people, people I just met. I go with my homeboys. And if it is somebody that I don't know, my homeboy co signed. So he say you cool. Okay, then I take his word for it. That's the exact way. Like I said in college, people I met, like I had classes with. But everybody else I met at Troy, I could probably say, you know what? Coop, you know what I'm saying? Coop gave him a check. AJ gave him a check. Jake gave him a check. Like, they must be cool people. But, like I said, I had my homeboys at the crib back in Phoenix City. Like, I ain't meet, I ain't need to meet no new homeboys. I ain't going to meet homeboys. And I got to have my homeboys at Troy. So, when he said that, I fully, like, I like, bro, that's the exact shit I be saying. Like, don't link up with new people just because you in the city or... Like, it dudes I'm cool with, but I know who I hit up, be like, hey, yo, what the plan for the weekend, or whoop-de-whoop. I'm not just going to hop on Facebook and see somebody I knew from high school talking about, yeah, I'm going out tonight. I ain't going to inbox him like, hey, bro, what the move is tonight. That just ain't the type of person I am. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, what you put? You could be like, shit, about to hit, whatever, whatever. I ain't going to be like, shit, bro, what y'all doing before then? Shit, I'm going to link. Hell no. Nah. I'm in my bed chilling, watching Narcos and everything. I'm chilling, bro. I ain't. Nah, so when he said that, I totally agree. And we know we seen the stuff on the internet about Pop, but that's still being investigated how it happened. You know what I'm saying? Who was involved? That's still an investigation. That ain't none of my business. But, you know, unfortunate, man. Unfortunate kid was on his way. His last album, um, well, he was on the Travis Scott feature. He had Quavo on his last. Like, he was just at the peak. Same we talk about Dobie, um, Nip. All them young guys who, right before they're about to pop, man, bam. So, people saying, no, we haven't caught a break yet, man, with Kobe and with Nip, Matt, Juice World, uh, Juice World, X. Uh, we taking all these losses in the culture. John Witherspoon, John Singleton, you know what I'm saying? So, all around, man, we just need a breather, man. I don't know what it's going to take, a festival. A song collaboration. We need a damn We Are The World, probably. That, <laughs> hey, that what we need right now, bro. Quincy Jones, Jay-Z, Diddy, all the... You can throw Kanye in. The, you know, all everybody got to come together, bro. We need a We Are The World right now, bro. That's what we need a We Are The World 2020. Have Future, Drake, just everybody. Pusha, everybody need to have like a, a peace gather. You can throw the game in there. Rick Ross, of course. Rick Ross and John John Legend may need to have a part for their own. Bro, Ty Dollar Sign. We just need Wiz, Currency, Griselda. Just throw everybody somewhere, bro. We need a We All the World. Okay, Rolling Loud. You have a moment where everybody hold hands at Rolling Loud, Made in America, Bonnaroo. I don't care what it is, bro. We need a We All the World. Throw, let LeBron them come. Everybody, bro. We just need to come together, bro, and have a We All the World. And just, you know what I'm saying, have a restart button, bro. So that's my that's my prediction. Not prediction, but that's my thought, man. With all this, of course, like I said, prayers to everyone who's been hurt in the community. Not even just with famous people, just family members and all, man. This the uh stash house message for the day, bro. Everybody just come together, man. Come together. Cause every time somebody get popped off, we say, yo, we gotta do something, we gotta do something. Let Ashley do it, man. The rappers can set the tone. We have community stuff. 
The rappers can set the tone, man. Make a we all the world, bro. Throw Migos, Beyonce, Rihanna, Chris Brown. But we got enough artists, underground and mainstream, to do a we all the world and just be like, yo, this is exactly what we needed. You know what I'm saying? Like how Michael Jackson, seeing all them back in the day, even Michael Jackson knew some of the folk wasn't supposed to be in We All The World. See how he, the face he be looking when uh, people be singing? Like, everybody to be on their game. We got enough OGs still around. We got enough up-and-coming. Just everybody, man. So that's my, uh, that's what I want to see, bro. That's what I want to see, man. Yo, man, another week, another playlist, man. This week, 10 of my favorite Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lil Records, man. Quickly becoming one of my favorite rapper, producer, tandem, man. So here go 10 of my favorite tracks from them too, man, off the Bandana album and the Piñata album, man. So check them out. Salute. Alright, so man, over the weekend I finally finished Narcos Mexico Season 2. Y'all know I'm a huge Narcos fan. Um, it was a pretty decent season, man. Um, of course, it went off last season with the uh, the torturing and killing of DEA agent Kiki Camarena. And you know, the Mexico's, uh, Mexico Narcos is about Miguel, Rafa, those guys with the Mexico cartel, the different plazas. And everything, and they linked up with the Colombians. Um, the thing that had me though mostly about season two, uh, the Colombians they kept on talking about was the Cali cartel. Um, I guess because Cali and Pablo, Cali really owed uh, Pablo money and everything, so I guess Pablo was like the big, big guy. Of course he was, but uh, Mexico was dealing more with the Cali cartel, and uh, they showed um, one of the brothers occasionally on different episodes throughout the season. But um, it was a cool season. It dealt, it dealt more with the other people, uh, like Chapo, of course, um, Juarez, uh, the Tijuana guys and everything, um, the guy who flew the planes. Like, it dealt with more of the other people. Also, along with Miguel and, of course, Rafa and Don, they was locked up, so... You know, they, they showed them one part um, when he went to the jail to visit Don and you saw Rafa and everything on the other side of the gate. Uh, but mostly dealt with the other plazas and everything because everybody was really scrambling because the killing of that DEA agent really brought the hammer down on all the cartels, man. Like the DEA was coming in tough. A lot of raids was happening in the U.S. and everything. And um, fast forward, the end of the season, uh, it was a... I think episode really, man, for me, the, the episode that really got my attention and made me, like, tune in for, like, for, like, four straight episodes to end the season out, like, episode seven, man, when um, they had Mimi, and I forgot her boyfriend name, the Mexican. He part of the cartel, though. He went over to the States, and he had a girlfriend named Mimi, and uh, he was, he snitched. Like, the, the beginning of the episode, like, he straight up, like, on tape record, snitching, and um, they was like, yeah, we go, uh, I can um, accommodate you to the border. We get you in witness protection. Your girlfriend won't be home. Y'all be in witness protection. Whoop de whoop. And uh, that ended, man, when they was walking toward the border. And he was like, man, get down. I'm, I'm not snitching. I'm a bandit. Like how uh, Gustavo 
Gustavo was on Narco season one, like, we bandits. We ain't snitches. We bandits. And he just went out, you know what I'm saying, in the blaze of glory, as you will say it. But that was the episode that really caught my attention. Of course, the end, Miguel promised the Cali Cartel he would transfer over 70 tons, which is a crazy, crazy amount. So that's like, yo, this is all or nothing for him. And I think that was probably episode eight or nine. And the guys from the DEA who were sent over, as you saw in the last episode of season one of Narcos Mexico, they had to set up. They was going to raid them and everything at the uh, site of the planes. They got there. And the guy from Mexico who was helping them, he was like, yo, this is too heavy to be some coke. So he busted open. He tasted it. He like, yo, this ain't coke. Turned out to be an ambush. So that means Miguel then was prepared for it. That was crazy. The whole DEA got wiped out except one guy. That was crazy. Of course, they had put trust in a guy who was the um, police who almost arrested Miguel last season, but Miguel offered him money, and he got on Miguel's side, but they knew they couldn't trust him from the beginning because he was still aligned with Miguel. Um, of course, it shows scenes of Pablo, not Pablo, uh, Chapo, digging uh, tunnels and everything. Um it kind of didn't lead to like, oh, next season's going to be all about Chapo. I guess it's going to be like a um, a fight over power because now with um, Miguel locked up, it's like all the plazas, like every man for himself. And Miguel was telling the uh, DEA guy at the end, he was like, it's going to be cool for a minute because they all getting money. They all going to have their shares. But once one people go have more power than the other one. Other people are going to have more better product than the other one. Then a, a war is going to start. Y'all going to wish I was out of jail. So that was a dope scene at the end of the season. So I think next season is going to be more fighting for power. And I think that's when everything's going to really happen. And of course, everybody's waiting for the Chapo season. But I think we probably got one more season to go before that because I think the next season is going to be more of a fight for power type of uh, season. So. But it ended on a great note, man. Um, it was very, very political-based and everything toward the, I guess, the third episode, third, fourth episode. That's when it really got more political-based and all these things with voting and all that going down. Like, it's very, very less shoot, shoot them up, bang, bang. But when you get to episode seven, man, in my opinion, that's when, you know what I'm saying, the sparks really fly, man. They ended it on a very, very strong note. So salute the Narcos, Mexico. I'm going to rewatch it again, man, of course, just to get the gist of it because a lot of stuff happened, a lot of backstabbing happened and all this and that. So I got to pay more attention to it the next time around. But definitely check it out if you haven't already, man. Narcos, Mexico, season two. And over the weekend, man, y'all already know, Wilder versus Fury, part two. I've been waiting on this fight since shit, since the last fight ended in the draw for real. And let me tell y'all what happened with this, man, Saturday, right? So ever since the last fight ended in the draw, which could be debatable, but, you know what I'm saying, it's two years ago now. So so I was saying, okay, cool, the fight going to happen again. I'm going to go out, watch the fight. Normally we go to Hooters because that's the one place that shows fights and they really don't have a cover charge. But also they don't have very, very good food, not to my liking. Like a Buffalo Wild Wings or something, show the fight, no cover. Of course, that'd be automatic. But sometimes, I don't think Buffalo Wild Wings even show the fight. So my plan was Saturday, all right, I'm going to go out catch the fight. Have y'all ever, like, real deal, like, made plans to go out 
and do something. And then as soon as you get dressed, like you done showered, you done got dressed for it, you just sit down for a minute and you just get be like, fam, am I, am I even up to go out? Like, real deal, y'all, Saturday at 8.30, I was yawning. I'm tired. Like, I was cool all day. When I took that shower and put my clothes on to go, I was like, yo. <laughs> like, I started debating. I'm like, fam, for one, it's 8.39. The car started at 9. We lucky enough to even get a table really now because normally we show like an hour before the main car start because we got to get a table. But I'm like, fam, the car started start at 9. It's already 8.30, 8.40. That's one. Two, I got beer at the crib. I got food at the crib. I can say that. And I'm like, yo, it's like I got to drive and I'm already sleepy. But most importantly, what really had me, what really had me, I was already tired. I'm yawning. It's 830. At least, not at least, but the earliest the main event is going to start is 1140 or midnight. So I'm keeping that in mind. I'm like, yo. The main event is not going to be till midnight, early, early as midnight. So I'm like, I got to go up here. I'm not going to eat because the most I'll eat at Hooters is the damn fried pickles. I'm like, I got beer here. I can keep that little money for that beer. I got beer here. So I'm like, yo, I'll just stay in and trust my link. I had like several links. The one link I've been using, it's been really staggering the past few events. But luckily, I found the backup link. Uh, it's probably it's probably like a three minute delay though, but I still saw the fight. You know, what I'm saying same time as everybody else. But uh, it was cool. It was a good fight, man. Uh, Fury. A lot of people surprised me. Fury came out on top, and Fury said at the end of their last fight with the draw, because you know he got knocked down. He kept on getting back up. He said the last time he got back up, he noticed something about Deontay Wilder, and like of course you saw throughout the week, he dancing, making jokes. He was real confident in his game plan, man. And it definitely showed, like, Wilder looked out of it. Like, third round, I'll say, he looked out of it. And then toward the end, you know, his his legs, he had spaghetti legs and everything. And, of course, I think that hit to the that hit to the back of the head, which I think was a legal hit. I don't think it was a dirty hit. I saw a few people trying to claim that, but I think that was a clean hit. Hit him in the back of the head, that really would change everything. Started bleeding from the nose. His mouth was, he was bleeding from the mouth. I think that was the game changer. Not bleeding from the nose, bleeding from the ear, bleeding from the mouth. That was the ultimate game changer, man. And uh, Fury, he kept on, because Wilder gained a few pounds, but every time Fury, like, hit him or something, he'll just lean up on him, putting all that weight on him, and he's not used to all that weight being on him after he didn't gain that much. So Fury really took notes from that last fight, man. Like, in fight, he took notes. And he came back with the game plan. He was very, very confident in, man. Uh, TKO, I want to say probably seventh seventh round TKO, I believe. I may be wrong, but I believe it was seventh round TKO. Uh, a lot of people were shocked, man. Of course, the memes going around and everything. And I just some people I just don't like when they be like, how y'all going to treat another black man like this? And fam, the man had like a, a crazy record. Well, he had like 43-0 and 1. And out of 43 wins, he had, like, 42 knockouts. Of course, everybody going to be shocked that he lost like that, man. The man was unbeatable, damn near. So, like, y'all chill out with this. We we love black people, man. Like, it's cool to joke on black people, man, when they take an L. He going to bounce back because he a champion. He going to bounce back. And we're gonna keep the go keep the thing moving, man. Everybody take L's, man. Everybody get joked on, man. Get over it, fam. 
But um, personally, man, me personally, I'm cool on a part three. I don't need a part three, honestly, in my opinion. I don't need a part three. Not next year. When they, they want to do it two years, if they both still, you know what I'm saying, the shape they in, I'm, I'll be happy with it. But I'm cool with a let's do it one more time in a few more months or next year. I'm cool on that right now, man. We saw the first one, in it in the draw. You can say one should have won, and this one clearly won one. A uh, Fury won this one clearly. So I'm good on the, on part three for right now, man. They want to do it later on, whatever. I'm sure Fury's about to go on the whole uh, run right now. Of course, he was with WWE for a minute. You know, that's just a bag right there. So, yeah, man. I definitely want to go out to watch it, but at the same time, man, when I got – Get when I got ready to go out, and I was like, "Fam, do I really want to get in this car and take this drive and sit and wait for three hours?" You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, I um I dozed off like twice before the main event. Like I was watching Netflix. I was like, "Bruh, I'm so glad I didn't go, bro, because I really I like I was sleepy. Luckily, I made it to watch the fight for real. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man, shout out to Tyson Fury, man. He got the W. Deontay Wilder, he'll bounce back because he a champion, man. That's just what champions do. He'll bounce back. Um, that's how it went, man. That's how it went. He didn't do no uh, – Wilder didn't do a um, press conference. They took him to the hospital and everything. Like, he was looking at his corner like, yo, why y'all why y'all make him start the fight? And they was like, yo, we thinking about your well-being, fam. You know what I'm saying? Like, that bleeding from the ear, that shit was serious. Like, the bleeding from the socket, whatever, that shit was serious, man. Like, imagine if Fury would have caught him. I said in the group chat, if Fury would have caught him with one in the head, man, again, an uppercut or something, it could have been way worse than what it is now. So, it was the right thing by uh, Wilder's team to call it off, man. That was a smart move. You're thinking for the future. Like, you know you got the heart of a champion, man, but, you know, we doing what's best for you right now. You know what I'm saying? So, I wasn't mad at that, man. So, Fury beat Wild over the weekend, man. I finally finished Narcos Mexico Season 2. Y'all go check it out. Uh, I'm getting back on my Netflix shit, man. I started watching The Circle last night. I added some things to my list. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm back on that. So, yeah, man, y'all check them out. And uh, give me your thoughts on the Fury Wilder fight, man. I'm sure everybody got the same opinion. Like, we all saw what happened. So, you know, that's just how the ball rolls sometimes, man. Hey, I want to appreciate y'all for tuning in. This has been episode 64 of Stash House Podcast. Go out. Have a great work week, great school week. Everybody stay safe, man. I see y'all here the same time next week, man. Keep me in prayers. I do the same for y'all. Salute.